Hello again, friends. This is an extras episode of the Upstate Coffee Collective podcast. The idea here is we had a lot of extra great conversation happen during the span of the recording of a podcast, and we don't want to throw that away. It's good insights. It's funny stories. And although we don't want to necessarily create three hour long podcast episodes like the Joe Rogan podcast or the Tim Ferriss show, um, you know, we don't want to let a lot of this content just sit in a vault somewhere. So um, every once in a while when we have a really great conversation, but we had to cut out some stuff that we thought was really cool, I will maybe release it as a little separate extras episode. Um, This one's really cool. Because Izzy Divine talks to us about utilizing artificial intelligence in music production and his experience with it. We go into what AI creating music would mean for the music industry, how it works. And then at the end of this, um, Troy even gave me a little bit of music that he's produced himself, not with AI, but something that he has um, been a major part of to give you something cool to listen to maybe on your car ride. And we'll obviously leave links to the artist in the show notes. But until then, enjoy this extras snippet of our conversation with Izzy Divine about AI in music. Hold up. Rewind. I know we said it was the end of the podcast, but we were talking with our boy Troy Farman, all just catching up on stuff. And Troy brought up a really interesting concept. You all know that we love music. And he's dabbling with AI in music. Troy, what can you tell us and our listeners about artificial intelligence in music? Yeah, uh, dude. I mean, it's kind of crazy how like it's starting to incorporate itself i say it's starting to like it's a have you ever seen like the um videos of like recreating people um shoot what's it called like deep fakes deep fakes yes so imagine that like in music you know like how much can how how much could like a computer predict or not even predict but like recreate um like an idea you know without without infringing on like a copyright because that's that's another part of it right cuz like you know obviously i feel like it would be a hell of a lot easier for a computer to like absorb something that's already made and then reproduce it but like what what can it actually do to create something that's like palatable that's like listenable on its own like so yeah so like someone prompts it it makes something and then how how real well so the way that from my limited understanding of the way that um ai and machine learning work is that you give the AI 
a fuck ton of data. You give it big data. You give it every song that's ever been made, every melody, every beat, and you tell it what is like you, and then you give it parameters. What is a yes and what is a no kind of a thing to give you a more like succinct example. If you wanted to make a deep fake or, um, yeah, if you wanted to make a deep fake, you would start by showing the computer a bunch of images, all different kinds of shit. And every time you gave it an image of a t-shirt, you would say, yes, that is a t-shirt. Yes, that is a t-shirt. And when there's not a t-shirt, you say, no, that is not a t-shirt. And the AI starts to learn what a t-shirt is based on data. It's really just image processing data, I, I imagine. With so layers it's like and layers plugging layers someone layers into on. the matrix, but way slower. <laughs> like, well, could like that happen? Snap out of it like I know kung fu. Like they're like they're like okay, yes, that's kung fu. Yes, that's kung fu. That's not kung fu. This is not kung fu. So exactly. So the way I would imagine it happens in music, Troy is, and you could probably tell me if I'm onto it or not. But you give it a lot of music, and it processes all that music and learns, you know probably learns music theory in some weird way, understands what notes go together, understands what makes a song a certain way, and then can reproduce or create collections of music or beats. Am I, am I getting there? Or I do think, you know? Yeah, I think you're absolutely correct. I don't specifically know how it works. I mean, I can assume like that's how it's done. Like just, giving it a ton of information to go off of. Um, that's actually how, like when they turn, um, like when they turn like real drum sounds into like, they turn like recorded drum sounds into samples. Like that's essentially the same thing. Like when you hear like a, um, when you hear like a guitar, that's like a digital emulation of like an amp, that's the same type of thing. But like, when it comes to recreating somebody's voice or creating a new voice, like that's crazy because I, yes, you are correct. I think that's how um, you would go about it, but there is, there are things that are like inherent, like I, we were talking before and I was talking about the use of like space in music. So like the input music theory, like what is correct, what's not correct. I mean, there's a lot to it, but like it's all manageable. Like you have 12 notes in a scale, you know, in, in yeah. a major minor scale. I mean, like that's pretty easy to distinguish. Like this right. is correct, musically speaking, correct, or this is musically speaking, incorrect. So, and then there's blues and jazz where you break all the rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and even with that, and even, and even with that, you could still incorporate that information, but like, can you, can you distinguish that it's a computer or a human? Like your average listener, I don't know. I mean, that's essentially what I'm kind of trying to do right now is, is create, I'm I'm working with um with uh like a a label here in Nashville that where we're doing that sort of stuff is creating like AI ish um music but not on a not not tip not like R and B hip hop 
pop like mm-hmm. type of music like mm. like like ambient sleep music you know piano oh, okay. music like like stuff that is not um mass mainstream but actually it, it kind of ties into the coffee thing because you think about like you know you were talking about lo-fi beats um like that's kind of the same type of vibe is like you go in a coffee shop and you hear like chill piano music or you hear like oh yeah oh uh, yep 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 so think of, but there's dude there's a lot of money in that because you know it's just sitting on repeat every single day. Yeah. And if you patent so. like the the exact program or like the technique, like if you patent that and then everyone's all of a sudden using this info data input technique and like this style of AI um, processing and output to make music for their coffee shops, for their retail shops, for, you know, whatever it is you've just, you've made a ton of money because you tapped into a market where people are like, yeah, we want that. That's actually a wild idea, man. Like if you could make it consumer friendly, like if you could make a program, I mean, there are some programs that are- <laughs> This that is the music like, that makes humans shop more. Do well, well, not even that, but like if you could make it like the Shopify or like the uh, Squarespace for like businesses so they could create their own playlists and not have to pay for licensing Whoa. or any of that, you know? And there, there is, there, is, there are like, you know, websites that offer like free licensing tracks for like videos or like probably where you, I mean, I'm assuming that's probably how you got your intro music and stuff, right? Or not? Dude, are you kidding me? I recorded that shit fresh <laughs> off the tracks. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I paid seven ninety nine for it, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, but, but there's no shame in that dude. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. there, that is like that is a like if if you didn't have to pay that right and you could just use a program that created music for you in every single podcast you could have a different song and you pay hell yeah you know nine 9.99 a month or whatever for that that's crazy that's not exactly what i'm what we're doing i mean i think when that becomes a normal thing. I think that literally everybody and their brother are going to be trying to find a way to like monetize that off of streams, you know? Cause if you think yeah, of streaming, it's if you think of streaming, man, like think of, think of distribution, right? So distribution when we were younger was like, Oh, it's sick to get your song in a target, you know, or it's sick to get your song, your, your hard pressed CD in a target. Right. Yeah. But like nowadays streaming is distribution. Like if you get on a playlist that has hundreds of thousands, millions of, of, you know, listeners, like that's your income right there. You know what I mean? So like, if you take that and you niche it down to something like ambient sleep music that like somebody puts on to go to sleep and that just sits on repeat, you know, while that person and millions of other people across the country go to sleep and it's on some playlist that has millions. I mean, dude, I mean, it's just residual income at that point. So like there's it's blowing my mind right now. It's, I mean, it's an interesting concept. And I mean, I think, again, it goes back to like, are people going to look at it and be like, this sounds like trash because it doesn't sound human? Or are they even going to listen to it and be like, 
this is artificial intelligence. Like, nah, I don't fuck with this. You know, like, nah, I don't, yeah. I don't fuck with Drake's first album. You know, like, like they're, yeah. they're like, they're like, I don't like this. Cause that's, that's a huge psychological thing too. You know, if people know what it is, are they going to care or aren't they going to care? You know, are they going to listen to it objectively or subjectively? So like, I don't know. And I mean, that's, that's essentially what I'm trying to kind of, you know, maybe get on the curve a little bit with and see, or get ahead of totally. the curve a little bit with and, and, and see if an even better out. question is how long until people start listening to it objectively you know it's not even like it's more a question of when not even in my mind you know because look at all the people who put on like and i'm not like knocking it because i do it too but look at all the people who put on like lo-fi beats in just in their house right now you know like you're home and you're like oh i'm gonna do some work that's what i'm listening to well dude i mean and you can look at you know you can look at something that happened in production like with um you know, like I was talking about drum samples, like drum samples have gotten so real that like a lot of drum real studio drummers aren't used anymore. You know, like totally a lot of guitar emulations are like, I mean, if I'm being honest, man, like I, I still have, I still have like a couple guitar amps, but 99% of the time I'm using like a, like an amp sim. I'm using some sort of digital like amp because it just sounds so good. And it's, it's close it's enough. It's convenient, dude. and like I can just bounce between sounds. Like it's super. If if it gets to the point of where, like, an artist who doesn't know how to produce, they're not like necessarily a musician. They're writers and singers, and they can sit down and they can um, tell a computer like, "I want a pop song like." Ariana Grande and the thing spits out a track like that and they can just go and sing on it license free and they don't have to pay the company. I mean, dude, I mean that that's wild. So that's a market disruptor that completely changes. I, it's all, I mean, the it's whole... also, it's also extremely scary because that's what I kind of do. You know, that's, I, I mean, yeah. I have, I have the songwriter angle too, but I mean, production is a big part of what I, what I do. So I mean, what's what's crazy about that intersection like that your line of work is is an intersection of creativity and rules. Yeah. And some of the creativity is about bending some rules and breaking rules. But at the at the core of it, like what differentiates humans from computers is that we have creativity and emotion. Right. If you have rules behind your creativity then you 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 might be the last in line to get automated away but you're definitely not like you're definitely not necessarily protected from it that's what's scary because we have automatic uh, we have self-driving cars we have robotic surgeons right like people mm. people's yeah. jobs are eventually going to get automated away because it's cheaper and it's technically in a lot of cases safer um, either for the person getting the service done or the person doing the service. Um, you know, a good example is like, we don't have, uh, we don't have half as many people working in, you know, like car manufacturing because a lot of the work was dangerous, you know, like welding metal and steel and shit. Um, 
So the fact that like even a creative person's job could be automated away with computers is absolutely terrifying. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. You know, what's, but, you know, what's actually like kind of, um, invigorating about it though, is like, you think about the whole, um, like, like the, how YouTube blew up. Right. And like mm-hmm. the people, I think, you know, and you can relate it back to this coronavirus thing, you know, again, working in restaurants, you're forced to be creative because we have no other option, right? Like if we're going to stay open, we can only do to goes. So how can we do that better? Well, what we, one thing that we did, one thing, yeah, machines, (laughs) one thing that we did is we took like our normal, um, like our normal entrees and we made them like family style to where they could come and pick them up refrigerated and make them at home, you know? So yes, like if you get creative in these periods of like change, like I think you're always going to, you're always going to turn out fine because like if you get stuck in it yeah i mean you're probably gonna get swallowed up by it but um i mean it definitely pushes me and that's and that's part of my like intrigue with it and to kind of get in on it is because you know like it's exciting it's exciting to see what it can do you know totally well and here's another crazy so we've had like as a species, right? So like as humans, we've had music, we've had the concept of music for, a, you know, almost a couple thousand years, a couple thousand years, really, a couple thousand yeah. years. Cause who was it? It was Pythagoras, right? He's got the five, the five note system, right? Now you got 12, whatever it is. Uh, but like, we've had it for a couple thousand years. We've finally come to this point where we're like, hey, there's this thing that can learn it faster than us. We're gonna start plugging things into it, you know? Sure. That law of exponential returns, which is like more of a technology term, is totally going to come into play. Moore's law. What is that? Yeah, Moore's law. Yeah, man. I mean, oh yeah. And, and and you know, what's the next step beyond that? You know, is it literally walking around with like a microchip in your head that it knows what you want to list? Like, I mean, it's, yes, I mean it's, and I want to listen to Anderson Park right? all the time. All That's the time, good. just Anderson Park on repeat in my head. <laughs> Dude, yeah, what if, what if it man. broke and you can only listen to the same thing? It's like when you're in your car. It's like when you're in your car and there used to be like CD players and it gets stuck on a CD and you'd have My to listen to that. microchip is broke. I can yeah. only listen to Nickelback. <laughs> Goddamn. You get stuck on like a guilty pleasure and you're like, oh shit, I'm, I'm going to be here for a while. <laughs> every time um when you so every time i plug my phone into my car it used to do this doesn't do it anymore thank god but like it would pull up the very first thing on like my itunes and it was like that song one week by bare naked ladies like it starts off like it's been one week since she looked at me oh Dude. god oh my god so you're getting into your car and like every just single it's been yeah dude <laughs> every single time <laughs> Can you imagine that if that was in your head every every morning when you woke up, like you had a, oh you had like a morning song? And that, the first and thing you hear when that. you wake up, you're like, oh, good morning. It's been one week. God damn. I actually, I have a similar kind of car story, uh, but the opposite way. So now I have a newer car. It's a 2017. Um, and I, you know, I can plug my phone into it and I get Apple CarPlay. So I will spend... My whole, I used to have a 50 to 55 minute commute to work. I don't anymore, thank God. But my commute was long and I would listen to a lot of podcasts and I would listen to a lot of good music. 
And I'd get back, I'd get to work after an hour of listening to good music, good podcasts. And then when I turned my car off, it would dis the what what the car would do would disconnect the connection from Apple Play or Apple CarPlay and turn on the radio for a second. Because, so you could continue to listen to music as you exit the car. And the minute you open up the door, the, the music stops. But there was a one and a half second moment where I listened to some shit on the radio. Some, you know, tonight's the night kind of a song. <laughs> and I one and a half seconds is all it took for me to open the door. And then now that fucking song is stuck in my head all day. And no. I think to myself, I just listened to 45 minutes of great, beautiful, independently recorded like music. And now I've got uh I don't know. Give me, give me the name of some shit. Plot, plot twist. It was actually, it was a song that was made by AI. That <laughs> <laughs> it's already oh. here, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. No, that's so interesting. I'm so glad we kept talking because this is super yeah, this cool to talk about. Dude, absolutely. Um, wait, okay. So you're you're dabbling with this. So you're, are you, how, what's the process like? Are you like plugging things into an AI program? Are you the one uploading big data? You know, as Matt said, I'm not, um, I'm, I'm using a, uh, I'm using one that's already, um, I think it's in beta right now. I don't think it's like an action. I don't think you can actually ex like go out there and get it. Um, but, like working with uh, the collaborators that I'm working with, um, able to get some access to some stuff that um, isn't like on the market yet. So um, you got the primo, like you're you're in early. I got the plug, man. Shit. Here's here's the concept. New streetwear brand. It's called AI. You put codes on it. When you scan the codes, it plays songs. Boom. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Everybody's like walking around with a QR code on their giant it's, QR dude, code. Dude, it's on their the bag. it's the 2030s version of your MySpace profile song. <laughs> yeah, you have like you have like the your T-shirt song sucks, dude. <laughs> dude, your T-shirt song's trash. Okay, I didn't say it. This was my jam, but I was really tempted to earlier. I have to share this with you guys. So I'm rereading the Discworld books that I read by Terry Pratchett. He's like super famous UK author. Um, for like for like 20 years he was like the number one author in the uk and he he's a great writer i'm rereading these books and i was like oh i wonder if there's a podcast that delves into Discworld. and i found one today and it's, it's i think it's called the Discworld portal or whatever and i'm like okay cool whatever a little corny i'll check this out i turn it on and i kid you not the guy's voice who comes on you know how there's like the new sleep apps yeah dude i was gonna say that I was, I was actually, I don't mean to cut you off, but like that literally like that was going to be one of the first things, um, that I was going to say when you, when we started talking about AI, this is insane. One of those apps uh -huh. like got like straight up is signed by Sony music group. Oh, whoa. That's like nuts. first time that's ever happened. Like any sort of artificial intelligence has been literally like picked up by a recording jesus label. and this is the sleep app yeah i can't remember the name of it um future matt look it up Boop. future matt here 
Uh, okay, so there's an article by The Verge. This is my uh, in-depth research. There's an article by The Verge from March 27th, 2019. Warner Music signed an algorithm to a record deal. What happens next? What ended up happening was a startup named Endel, E-N-D-E-L, became the first ever algorithm to sign a major label deal with Warner Music. So Endel is an app that generates reactive, personalized, quote, soundscapes, end quote, to promote things like focus or relaxation. It takes data like your location, time, and the weather to create these soundscapes, and the result is not quite musical in the traditional sense. It's ambient, layering in things like washed-out white noise and long string notes. It's the type of stuff that's exploded on streaming platforms in recent years under the newly invented genre names like Sleep. Dude, yo, that's so crazy about AI, though. Dude, it's Super wild. interesting. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Well, boys, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I'm going to go eat dinner with my wife. Yeah. I just got the dinner text as well, bro. Dude, I yeah, I, I, got, the, I got the dinner text, so. Boys. It's, it's definitely that time. I don't have a wife. My tacos are done, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for a featured song produced by our own Izzy Divine. This song is called The Truth by Stephen Sawyers. Enjoy. Thing I ever wanted, never had a doubt. 